it isn't easy to do on your own. I do feel that everyone needs to have someone that they can use as a sounding board or someone to help them see the gaps or to see the dark corners that you can't see, I guess, whether that's a coach or whether that's someone you really trust, but it's definitely something you need to talk through. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to today's episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, joined by my fabulous friend, Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim? I'm doing great, Sam. Oh, mostly. I should say mostly because I uh, I did a, a zoo class, right? so ZW, if you want to go and Google that, on the weekend for the first time. And that just reminded me that I'm in an almost 48-year-old body. <laughs> But did you have fun? That's the main thing. It was a lot of fun, actually. But, yeah, I think it's something I might continue doing uh, just to keep that hip mobility. We, you know, as entrepreneurs, we find ourselves working at desks for so long now, don't Mm Mm-hmm. That functional fitness aspect, I think, is probably something I need now more than ever. Absolutely. If you don't move it, you lose it. 100%. That's right. I've definitely, definitely passed that point of lost it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, COVID body, for betraying me. Oh, love it. Love it. It was a lot of fun, though. It was a lot of fun. That's so good to hear. Now, I haven't even told you this. I've been keeping this as a little bit surprised. Obviously, we're recording this a few days before this goes to air. But can you remember what we were doing on this day exactly one year ago, Tim? What's the date? May the 4th May the, be with May you. the 4th. I do know. We actually, I do know, we launched our first joint venture together. We uh, did. Our joint program together. I think uh, the Knowledge Business Launch Formula. Uh, we had 10, 11 students. Yep. Yeah, um, come through that program, and uh, I do recall in it was a, a little over twenty eight days from now last year. Yes, um, we had people all had magically created this online business, and it all signed up clients. Absolutely, so absolutely. Yeah, well, I remembered because one of our students from that Knowledge Business Launch Formula, Tyson Edwards, actually just reached out to me yesterday, and it was interesting because when he reached out, I was like. Oh my goodness, it's exactly one year ago that he launched his first group program and he is absolutely on fire and has launched many, many, many programs since then. I know Tyson was very sceptical about the idea of running group. He knew what he'd was previously run one-to-ones. And I think Tyson in his first program meant something in the realm of $40,000. Yeah. And I remember the session where he just went, hang on a minute. It was funny because everything just dropped in for him. He's like, Sam... Are you saying I should do a group program? I'm like, how did you miss that to hear? Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, so lovely memories from exactly what was happening one year ago today. It is, it is. And like, I know that was one of the things that was was holding back Tyson's business last year. And that's the subject of today's podcast, isn't it? The three things that are holding you back in your coaching business. 
Absolutely. We have noticed that there's, there. I mean, there could be a lot of things going wrong, a lot of little things that can be tweaked, but these are the three major pieces that we often see when we're working with clients. And we're going to talk about them today because I am going to, I won't guarantee it, but highly likely that one or two of these are probably holding you back right now. And they're quite easily fixable. Yeah. Yes and no. <laughs> they, well, are, they are easily fixable, but interesting enough, I think in all three cases, which we'll discover shortly, the one unifying factor is is you right? yes. and your choice. It's more about your choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I know when we talk about this very first one, this gives people often a little bit of anxiety, and that is not being known for one thing or not being known for something specific. And yeah. the way that most people would say this is not having a niche or a niche. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we were discussing this off air, actually. One of the, the challenges of being good at so many things, like a lot of us are, is that we feel we need to do everything. Like mm-hmm. I installed a dishwasher yesterday. Like, what am I doing? What am I doing that for? Tim Hyde, what are you doing that for? Hang on, do you enjoy installing dishwashers? Not particularly. That, what? Do, <laughs> not, not particularly. Uh. Um, but I did install a dishwasher yesterday, right? And and, and the minister is, I guess, a metaphor for for lots of different things, right? When we come to business, we come to business obviously with a lot of skills. And the longer we are in business, and particularly in small business, we have to wear so many hats in our business that we often find ourselves doing all sorts of different different things, mm-hmm. right? And I know, Sam, this is something that, uh, that a challenge that you've had to overcome, mm-hmm. as have I, and, and it's a challenge that we have to continue overcoming because we're always looking to grow and evolve our business. We always add things on, you know, and we've got to have the, the diligence and rigor to make sure that we prune it on a regular basis as well. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you mentioned that we've had this problem because I think that this is something that, is better off talked about than slipped under a rug. And you're right, we hear the, what's the saying, you, you um, entrepreneurs are the kind of people that jump off a cliff and build a plane on the way down. Yeah. And you're right, most of us can do a lot of things. We're afraid of being put into a box. We're afraid that if we, you know, niche down that we're going to get bored or, you know, we're not going to attract clients. But in actual fact, it's the opposite. When we can really niche down, we're going to attract more clients. And the board thing, you know, it doesn't happen if you go really, really deep on a subject and think about how you can add value or or interest for yourself, even in different ways. Yeah, I love you use that term because it's something that I hear a lot from people. It's like I'm doing all of these things because I don't want to be bored. Mm. Right? I'm doing lots of different clients who are in different spaces and different challenges because I don't want to be bored. And, yeah, it's not boring, but no. it's also not very efficient. And uh-huh. it's not very efficient in two ways. One, in terms of creating profitability from your business, right? but also in terms of your ability to attract the right people. You mm-hmm. just become very brown box if you're not specific. Mm. And it's, again, it is that mindset thing to go, you know what, it's okay for me to choose this one niche. Right? You know, I think a lot of our listeners would have heard me reference the chicken in a tutu. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've heard, we've heard the chicken in a tutu a lot. And it is something that I think about a lot as well. 
But I was thinking about this before um, we were we were getting ready for this episode and there was a couple of things I was thinking about. One, what I started to think about is the way that I find a product or a service, the way I Google things. And I've just recently been looking up ballroom classes, but I'm specifically looking for ballroom classes where I can be a beginner, but also have the potential to do metal tests down the track. We won't talk about what that means, but that's a specific, something specific I'm looking at. So for all of the ballroom studios that came up, there was only one that I could find that did that. So they're the people I will reach out to. So I'm not going to contact all of the other schools that do ballroom. I'm specifically looking for studios that offer exactly what I'm looking for. So think about you know what people are searching for when they are trying to find you. And the second piece of this is referrals. I know you're a huge networker, Tim. I'm a, I'm a big connector and both of us know a lot of people. And if someone came to us and said, oh, look, do you know a personal trainer? I know hundreds of them, literally hundreds of personal trainers. So A, the first thing I would ask is, what specifically are you looking for? Because I'm not gonna go, well, here's a list of 150 people. It's not until someone says, well, you know, I'm looking to, to compete in, you know, a specific marathon, or I'm looking to, you know, I'm this particular age, or I'm, you know, prenatal or whatever it is, that then I go, okay, so you're looking for this exact thing, that's what we'll do. My personal trainer specifically works with women who are in midlife, women who are going through perimenopause and menopause. That is perfect for me, not going to be so perfect for you, Tim. (laughs) So, you know, you do need to be known for one thing so that people can find you and so that people can refer you. Yeah, and if you do switch and change too often, you kind of be known for nothing. You know, you're known for the person who switches and changes lanes on a regular mm-hmm. basis. You might see the lane, but your customer needs to see it as well. Mm. And, and I think that presence in market. We talked about this the other week. Your brand really comes from being consistent about the one thing on the one message over a period of time. You know, to a particular to a mm. particular market. And right? so definitely. You know, throw a dart. Look, it probably doesn't even matter if you've got lots of things going on in your business right now and you can't decide, throw a dart because it won't matter. But, you know, find the thing that that is probably going to pay you the most, right, for, to do something you love with people you enjoy spending time with mm-hmm. and, and, and be in that space, all right? So get get really specific on that, all right? Have the courage to do so. It's not easy, uh, as, as, you know, you and I, Sam, have found mm-hmm. out. But if you do that, you will... You know, you will definitely see start to see a momentum shift just doing that one thing. I think that there's one one extra piece I want to add here is that it isn't easy to do on your own. So I do feel that everyone needs to have someone that they can use as a sounding board or someone to help them see the gaps or to see the the dark corners that you can't see, I guess, whether that's a coach or whether that's someone you really trust, but it's definitely something you need to talk through. I know, Tim, you and I, because we chat weekly, often we'll start off by just chatting about our business and, and have little epiphanies just by each other pointing out, you know, have you noticed this? Oh, how did I not see that? Something that I go by every day in my business is you can't read the label from inside the jar. So talk these things through and get someone to help you if you're having trouble. Absolutely, Sam. I, before this podcast, I literally just got off a call with a guy who's been uh, in sales for 
for 20 odd years and we were talking about CRM. He's been around the CRM space for an awfully long time as well uh, as a sales trainer, right? Because they're, they're very aligned things, right? Mm-hmm. CRM tells you who you should be selling to. Yes. And he said, oh, is it all just email? I've gone, no, right? He's gone, do you help people with your process? I've gone, yeah, because, you know, we need to define what the process is. And he's gone, but automation, he just was stuck in this automation equals email thing. He's gone, mm-hmm. what about the manual tasks? Right? And I'm like, well, yes, but so again, just too close to the thing to understand yeah. that next level of nuance to go, well, you can automate the raising of tasks for someone to go and execute. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So that's number one, not being known for something specific. Number two, not focusing on one product or service. I find this one is another really big one. Yeah, I love that. Um, I mean, your good friend Taki Moore talks about this all the time, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's one product, one niche, mm-hmm. right? one method to get to market, right? Mm-hmm. And to get to ultimately get to one million. I know that's a million dollars that you put out to your clients a lot as well, Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is around that, that what's the one thing that you can do rather than here are the 50 different versions of, of what it is that we do? Absolutely. Simplify, simplify, simplify. What do you think that is? I mean, I've got a thought here mm-hmm. um, why simplification here and how it is, is important and why having one product or one service offer is important. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on that first. I think there's many different things. One is that when you've got one thing, you're able to, to um, develop that product or program really well so that it's got all of the pieces moving well so that your ideal clients know exactly how they can come to you for help. Also, it it is around that development thing. If you have got your finger in a lot of different pies, it's difficult to be able to focus and build one thing. It's, you know, you're spreading yourself thin. And actually, just as I'm saying it, I think that there's also a problem in understanding how to progress a prospect to actually be able to sign up. If you've got lots of different product offerings, as the person that's doing the the sales, it can be very confusing if you're like, oh, where do I point them next? Where if you've just got one offering, it's just like, well, here's what I do. You either are a fit or you're, you know, we're a fit to work together or we're not. That's the only decision that needs to be made, not where do I, you know, where do I send them? Maybe it's here, maybe it's there or offering too many options to someone who then is like, oh, let me think about it. Mm. Yeah. I think the, for me, it comes down to that simplification, right? It's easier and simpler for your client to buy because there's only one thing to understand. Mm-hmm. But also it's easier and simpler for you and your team to to do those things. And I love that you also picked up there about, you know, you can develop a more mature product by focusing on that one thing. Mm. Right? But there's there's something sort of, you know, underpinning that as well. It becomes more efficient for you to deliver if you've got that one thing that you're focused on. Mm. Right? Mm. And we can't take away from the fact that sometimes it's the bottom line results Right, profitability of something that actually makes a big difference to us. Mm. So the more I do the one thing, the better I get at delivering it right, in less time and less effort. So that becomes more efficient. And that's the thing I can then use to create more leverage in my business. Mm. We've mentioned all of those things. Here's the biggest thing, and I wanted to leave this till the end. This is the number one thing, is that you will get better 
and you will be able to tweak your marketing funnel as you go. So no matter what your conversion event is, whether it's a, you know, a webinar or a sales call or your marketing copy, it will get better and better and better and better. And what will happen is that you'll be able to get that conversion rate up a lot higher rather than I'll launch this thing once, my conversion's low, I'll do something else. It means that A, you haven't tweaked that marketing funnel and B, again, your ideal client doesn't know what it is you do rather than sticking to that one thing and just really honing in on the funnel, the conversion and really getting those numbers up. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, absolutely. Now, last one, of course, and we harp about on about this all the time and that's mm-hmm. implementation. Yes, this is holding a lot of people back, learning the thing and then not understanding or knowing how to or not having the time to implement. And let's face it, if you don't have something implemented, just knowing something is not going to get you to the end result. Look, it's lots of it's lots of half-built bridges. Mm. And I think everyone suffers from this, even if you're an experienced entrepreneur like entrepreneur like you and I Sam. I've got, you know, three half-built webinars. <laughs> It's <laughs> like decks you know, that I have, and, and when was the last time I did a webinar? Right, it's it's been some time, and I know I should at some point get back to to doing those things. And and what did I get distracted by? I got distracted by doing some client work. I got distracted by writing a book. I got distracted by you know doing tweaks to my website. We've really got to get down to doing this. You know, actually getting to this implementation, and I think that's where getting help from an expert can make all the difference right they know the things that um, that you need to do to actually complete that job and add it to your machine Mm. because whilst it's on the work in progress pile and we've all got lots and lots of stuff on our work in progress pile it, it isn't effective how do you help your clients with implementation tim like I usually use it a bit like a use the metaphor of, of a, like a car, right? Now we all mm-hmm. know what a car does, and it takes us on all sorts of adventures. And so, in my program, which again I'm I'm focusing down on the the one thing, as I know you are as well, Sam. I, I it's like you know when your CRM turns up, it's it's like lots of car parts. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. It does all the stuff, but it's up to you to build it the way you want it to build it. Right? And then you've got to learn how to drive it and then you've got to learn how to put the fuel in, the insurance and the rego and all those sorts of things. So what I help my clients do is actually build that car, you know, to take them on the adventures that they want to go on. Mm. Okay. And so that's, that's what we do in, at Minimal Clients is, is help people build, you know, build the vehicle that helps them go on the adventures they want to go to go, go on. Which is perfect because I see so many people signing up for a CRM and then letting it go. Oh, I didn't do anything. No, it, it doesn't on its own. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't work out of the box like that. And, and that's true. That's exactly, that's exactly right. I, I see the same thing all the time as well. And people who've gone, oh, that CRM didn't work for me. I'm going to try another one. Hmm. It's not the CRM people. <laughs> no, no it's, it's what you do with it. I've got a client that has been on her action plan for many months. I want to get you know, a, uh, an email out to my list each week. I want to make sure that I've got a blog. She's written a ton of content. She's got about five years worth of content there. Um, and if you're a creator, you might, this might be resonating with you. She has got to the point where for the last, I think it's, we're heading into the second month now where her email goes out at exactly the same time on exactly the same day, every single week. And she has her blog post that's launched at exactly the same time. 
you know, and this was organized through a team that's helping her implement and she's already got clients from it because consistency is key. You need to be showing up consistently to remind your clients that you're there. Uh, and that's what the implementation's all about. If you're not implementing, then you're invisible. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got lots of half-built bridges that don't mm. get you to the pot of gold at the mm. other end of the rainbow, right? Totally. And I know that's that's something that you do, Sam. I know you've you <laughs> you really kick your clients' asses sometimes. Say, <laughs> <laughs> just do this one thing today, and that's you know that's to have someone like that in your corner is is absolutely critical. I think for to help people succeed where they need to succeed, and that's what uh, a good business coach does for you. And say, mm. this is the thing you need to be working on right now. Go and do that. And I'm going to keep you accountable for delivering on that. Absolutely. But implementation is something that I really had been trying to work out or how to get this piece working for many, many years for my clients because I know that a lot of us talk about, um, as you do, Tim as well, you, you can't do it all on your own. You need people to help. And I was seeing so many people just struggle with how do I hire someone? I can't afford to hire someone. I don't know how to hire someone. I'm sure all of the questions. And, and I thought, what could I do so that those questions weren't even a thing? And that's when I implement, that's when I brought together implementation and coaching in my program last year and gave my clients access to my to my personal team. And I did it on a trial basis uh, and it worked so well that that now it's a, a permanent part of our program in that we have a team that we call genies and we call them genies because they grant people wishes all day, every day. And my clients love them, but we've got oh, a- I a, wish that was done. <laughs> yeah, I wish that was done. Just wave your magic wand or send, a, send an email to the genies and they will grant that wish for you. And we've got a, a team, we've got a content team that repurposes and creates content we've got a design team that creates you know all the beautiful things that you need in your coaching business we've got a web team it's web pages up your webinar pages your home pages and we've got a very small automation team that just sets up basic basic automations nothing like you do tim they're really they're a team that implements exactly what i teach and this has made so much difference to my clients for them being able to say all right now i understand what needs to be done can you guys just do it it's made a lot of difference. So you do need to make sure that you are implementing in your business and thinking about who can help you to do that because I'm going to go out on a limb here and think you're probably not a superhero. Well, anyway, I'm not. <laughs> I haven't quite figured out the superhero bit yet. All right, spandex and underwear on the outside. That's the yeah, way to go. just no. <laughs> <laughs> So let's go back over those three things that are probably holding you back in your coaching business. It might be one of these things, or you may resonate with a couple. That number one is not being known for something specific, not being really known for or not having a niche. Number two, not focusing on one product. And number three, not having someone to help you implement. Yeah, absolutely. Get all three of those right, and uh, you will. Notice leaps and bounds. Absolutely. In your business. So if you've listened this far into the episode, we are guessing you've got some sort of value. So who else in your network would get value from this episode? If you're listening on your phone right now, just scroll to the top, hit the three little dots and hit the share button. Share this episode with them and also hit that follow button to be notified whenever we go live, which is every Monday and every 
Thursday. Absolutely. Guys, thanks for joining us, Sam. Great to chat again. Absolutely. Thanks for joining me, Tim. And thank you to you for listening. And we'd love to hear what have you taken from this episode? What will you be doing something different? And of course, if we can help, please reach out. How can people connect with you, Tim? Uh, reach out, winmoreclients, forward slash, I wish winmoreclients.com.au forward slash connect. And you can connect with me at samanthariley.global forward slash connect. Thanks so much for joining us. We will see you next week in another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Ciao, ciao. Today's episode may be over, but let's continue the conversation. Head on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook and connect with other entrepreneurs who are building and scaling their business too. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.